There are two ways to deal with not, feeling, not wanting to feel guilty. One way is never to say no. Then you never have to feel guilty. You're always saying yes, 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 yes. Except you're gonna get headache, back spasms, dry mouth, lack of sleep, fatigue, stress, overwhelm, frequent colds, and finally, some disease. That's Dr. Gabor Mate, and this is The Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for joining me today as we have Dr. Gabor Mate returning to the show. And in today's clip, Dr. Mate talks about guilt. And guilt is a feeling that is closely resembled to shame. And we had a great talk with Brene Brown where she explained the difference between the two. And if you like, you can go back and check that episode out. It's episode number 70. But staying on the topic of guilt, today our featured speaker shares a few insights on guilt. First, he shares two reasons why we avoid feeling guilty. Then he actually shares a story to illustrate the importance of guilt and where it originated from. And lastly, he shares a very simple way to change our relationship with guilt. Here's Dr. Gabo Mate. Enjoy. So we will do anything not to feel guilty. There are two ways to deal with not, feeling, not wanting to feel guilty. One way is never to say no. Then you never have to feel guilty. You're always saying yes, 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 yes. Except you're gonna get headache, back spasms, dry mouth, lack of sleep, fatigue, stress, overwhelm, frequent colds, and finally, some disease or depression. But you never said no. So you never had to feel guilty. The other way some people deal with the feeling of guilt is that they just shut down their conscience altogether. So they never feel the guilt because they're totally shut it down. We call them sociopaths or politicians, as the case may be, okay? The, uh, well, we don't want to do that either. <laughs> the only way to deal with guilt is to make friends with it. When you try not to feel it, when you try not to feel guilty, you always end up in trouble. So I want to um, give you a story about how to relate to guilt, okay? So let me tell you a story from the Bible. You've read the Old Testament or you've seen the movie, The Ten Commandments. You know how the Hebrews, the Jews are slaves in Egypt, right? And then um, Moses uh, becomes the leader and he, he, he sees the burning bush and the voice of God speaks to him and says that it's your task to lead your people out of slavery, out of uh, slavery in Egypt. So that's the, and you know, um, that's the biblical story. Um, and the, again, the story in the Bible says that, if you remember, that 
just during the time that Moses was going to be born, the Pharaoh's prophets foretell that some Hebrew slave born about, about to be born will challenge the Pharaoh and lead the Jews out of Egypt's slavery. So therefore they decide that all Hebrew firstborn males have to be thrown into the Nile. Remember the story? And so what happens is that Moses' mother complies with that order, throws the kid into the Nile with one exception though, which is what? He, yeah, he, he, he puts, she puts him into a reed basket, a, a basket woven of reeds, and puts the kid into the Nile River. And then the, then the story in the Bible says that Moses floats down the Nile and is fished out of the water, pulled out of the water by who? Remember that? Not a, not a lot of Bible scholars here. <laughs> you haven't seen the movie The Ten Commandments? Charlton Heston. Okay, well... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay, but this is before your time. I got it. Anybody remember who, anybody remembers who pulls Moses out of the water? Sorry? The queen, the Pharaoh's daughter. You're close. The Pharaoh's daughter. The Pharaoh's daughter, okay? In fact, what Moses means, the word Moses means pulled out of the water. And so Moses is pulled out of the water by the Pharaoh's daughter, so he's actually brought up at the Pharaoh's court. And I won't go on with the story, except to tell you that the Bible also says that Moses was a stutterer. He had a speech impediment. So when, when it came time for him to speak to the Pharaoh later on, decades later, he didn't do the speaking. It was his brother Aaron that did the speaking for him. Now, you're wondering, what's this got to do with guilt? Okay, well, I'm getting there. There's a legend that's not in the Bible, but an ancient Hebrew legend that explains how Moses becomes a stutterer. And here's where I need your attention, because I'm going to ask you a question. The story is that Moses is being brought up by the Pharaoh's daughter at the court like a little prince. And the Pharaoh's soothsayers once more prophesize that this kid is going to challenge the Pharaoh's authority when he grows up. And if that's true, they have to kill him. So they decide to put him to a test. And the test is this, that they put in front of him two sparkling objects. One of them is a glowing ember of coal, and the other is a royal diamond. If Moses chooses the diamond, it means that he's got royal ambition and he has to be killed. So they put these two sparkling objects in front of the, the little toddler Moses and he's delighted and his eyes light up and he looks at these two scintillating uh, sparkling uh, materials and he starts to reach for the diamond. At which moment, Gabriel, an angel of God standing behind him, grabs his arm and puts it onto the coal, which Moses uh, picks up and like a toddler will, brings it to his lips and burns his lips. And that's where he becomes, develops a speech impediment. Okay? Now the question I have for you now uh, is to decide in your own mind, was that angel Moses' friend or enemy? And what would you say, some of you? What would you say? Friend. He's a friend because? He saved him from being killed. He saved him from being killed, even though he burned his lips, right? But he's a friend. Anybody not agree that he's a friend? So he's a friend. So I want you to consider that guilt is that friend. When you're small, you can't help. You have no choice when you're very small. 
you have no choice but to go along with your parents' expectations. Because if you don't go along with your parents' expectations, then you might lose the attachment relationship. This is what we've been talking about the whole day. So there has to be a mechanism in your brain that says, you better not do that. You better not say no. That mechanism is guilt. That guilt helps you to maintain the attachment relationship with your parents, and therefore you survive. It also gives you a speech impediment. You learn, you, you forget how to say no. But that guilt that kept you in compliance with your parents' expectations when you were very small also saved your life because it maintained the attachment relationship. That guilt is not your enemy. That guilt is your friend. The only problem with it is that it's a stupid friend. It's got no learning capacity. It doesn't know that you've grown up now. It doesn't know that you're no longer in that dependent situation. It just gives you the same story. If you say no, you're a bad person. That's all it knows how to say. Your problem is that you don't want to feel it. You don't want to be, make friends with it. My suggestion is, next time you feel guilt, be happy about it. Say to yourself, oh my God, I said no. I feel guilty. This means hot dog. I must have done something for myself for the first time in my life. Thank God. Call your friends. Have a party. In other words, rather than pushing guilt away, just embrace it and say, hello, old buddy. Thank you for saving my life as a kid, but you know what? I don't need your advice anymore. I'll listen to it, but I don't have to follow it automatically. I can think about it and make my own decision. Okay? So that's how you deal with guilt. Not by pushing it away, not by acting on it, which just make it stronger, but by actually accepting that it's there, but not listening to its advice. Big thanks to Dr. Gabor Mate for stopping by. His website is drgabormate.com. His Instagram is gabormatemd. And his newest book, which will be released later on this year, which you can actually pre-order, is entitled The Myth of Normal, Trauma, Illness, and Healing in a Toxic Culture. And everything I mentioned along with the link to the entire talk will all be in the show description. And if you'd like to hear more from Dr. Gabor Mate, you can go back and check out episode 188, which was the first time that we had him on the show. And all right, that's a wrap for me. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you back here Friday. So until then, stay strong. Later.